Hello and welcome to a new episode of Wikijabba, an English language podcast about Wikipedia and everything. My name is Sebastian Wallroth. I'm from Berlin, Germany, and I talk to people who do things with Wikipedia and Wikimedia and, th and the other things. And today I'm talking to Lane. Please introduce yourself. Thank you, Sebastian. My name is Lane Raspberry. I edit Wikipedia as user Blue Raspberry. I especially edit health content. Health content. What is health content? Health can mean any, for me, it means any information that would help a person to make an informed choice about medicine. Uh, so that could be background information on diseases, drugs, treatments, therapies. Uh, to some extent, it relates to hospitals, clinics, the social aspects of medicine. But anything relating to medicine, I, I try to look over. Mm -hmm. And um, are you a Wikipedia editor? I've been uh, editing Wikipedia for some time. Yes, I especially edit English Wikipedia. I also manage media uploads at Wikimedia Commons and engage with uh, medical data on Wikidata. Mm -hmm. And have you have your specific topics you're writing about? Diseases or bacteria? <laughs> okay. Sure. So I could say, say a bit more. I work for a United States-based nonprofit organization called Consumer Reports. And at Consumer Reports, I share health information from this organization and its partners on Wikipedia. The focus of Consumer Reports is to share any kind of information that affects what a person would pay for healthcare. So this is especially important in the United States where advertising comes into play when people choose what drugs to take or what treatments to get. I think in Germany, you don't have to deal with these kinds of market pressures, but it's a big issue in the United States. Mm -hmm. And since All sorts of people in the United States are making decisions about what they'll do with their healthcare. They're going to the internet looking for information. And of course, they're going to Wikipedia. Now, the significance of Wikipedia and all this and why my organization has appointed me to this task is that Wikipedia is the most consulted source of healthcare information. So, How do you know this? How do you know this? Well, it's I, so good question, and we don't have complete evidence. So th the evidence that we would like to have is the audience traffic data from all the other health websites. And the best that we can have is proxy from something like Amazon's Alexa Internet or from Comscore. So we've checked all the survey data that we can find, and in different academic papers and in other reviews that we've able been able to do in the Wikipedia community, we're unable to find any web platform that is more consulted only as compared to the slice of Wikipedia that's the medical content. Wikipedia is obviously a, a much more popular in terms of traffic than the other websites. And also, we're presuming that there's no other source, like there's no paper book that people are consulting more than Wikipedia's medical content. The, the internet's the way of the future and Wikipedia's dominant in the space of health information on the internet. That's a big burden, isn't it? 
Yes, it's a it's a very big burden for me to have to manage all the medical information in the world, not being a doctor or a healthcare provider. Uh, we, we Wikipedians, we do the best that we can. So what we're supposed to do is work with, say, a medical librarian or some kind of other expert in the field who identifies the kinds of sources that we ought to be sharing. And then there's the Wikipedia usual process. You add a sentence, you provide a citation to the source from which it came. You ask for feedback from your, your peers and experts about whether the information you're adding into Wikipedia is a an accurate reflection of the original source. And you talk with expert organizations about what sorts of information are even appropriate to share. And as, as I mentioned, my organization, Consumer Reports, they do their own publishing, they make their own suggestions, but they especially want information shared if they think that it would help an individual make a healthcare decision about which drug is, is safer, which treatment is safer, uh, how much treatment should a person get, what should a person know about the, the various prices for different treatments, and how does, how does price come into play when you make a treatment decision in medicine. And you are Wikipedian in residence at the Consumer Reports Journal. That's right. So it's a popular magazine. I think in, in Germany, you have an equivalent organization. Excuse my, I don't speak any German, but Stiftung Warentest. Very good. Stiftung Warentest. Yeah, yes. Right. So uh, I'm at the United States equivalent of that organization. And there's various other equivalents of these organizations in other countries. It's an international network. And yes, since... 2012, I've been a full-time Wikipedian or Wikipedian in residence at Consumer Reports. How, how did this project start? Well, uh, it started with Consumer Reports being a paper magazine and considering its oh, options. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I mean, how do you, how uh, this uh, relationship between Wikipedia and Consumer Reports started? Oh, oh, sure, oh, sure, yeah. sure. The, the, the paper magazine is, is the issue. So they're mm, okay. concerned about how where to put their information online. So for, for any nonprofit organization, they have a mission to distribute and disseminate information. And there's when you're thinking of the internet, you've got a couple of options to do that. One, you could post your information where people are already going on the internet. Perhaps that's Wikipedia, perhaps that's Facebook. Twitter, all these new media platforms. And your other option is that you could somehow advertise on the internet to invite people. Instead of going where they would normally go, then they should go to this other place on the internet. And all organizations do both. So Consumer Reports operates a website, but they also want their information to be in other platforms, including Wikipedia. And I think that Wikipedia is a good value for any nonprofit organization they would like to share information in their field of expertise. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, why you? I was just minding my own business, editing articles on Wikipedia related to medicine, and they, they invited me over. So this was some time ago. There you directly or, or over an organization? Uh, the, the organization, yeah, they were looking for a Wikipedian. So uh, there's a, there's another connection here. There was a there's a gentleman. He's uh, in the the tech field in the United States named Craig Newmark. He started a website called Craigslist, 
and he's mm-hmm. been an advisor to the Wikimedia Foundation. He's been ah great. Yeah. Yes, Greg. Yeah. So, and he's also on the board of the our advisor of the Wikimedia Foundation, the board of Consumer Reports. So, these these kind of board positions, he s- suggested that since Consumer Reports is nonprofit, no advertising. Wikipedia also nonprofit media organization, no advertising. There should be some collaboration between these two organizations, and he suggested that they create the position and try it out. So they invited me on the temporary position and uh, it's been uh, going on six years at this point. Mm -hmm. And um, what are the, the advantages for consumer reports of this project? It would be the same as a partnership with any sort of nonprofit organization, distribution and dissemination. Consumer Reports is challenged to present its content in a way and in a place that it's actually going to reach the audience that it's trying to reach. If an organization shares their expertise on Wikipedia, so as I said, information on diseases, drugs, treatments, therapies, um, Consumer Reports also tests these other things like uh, personal home appliances, a toaster, for example. We are, we're a nonprofit organization with expertise in all kinds of products and all kinds of purchase decisions. And since, as a nonprofit organization, we want to reach the most people at the time that they need the information, we serve our nonprofit mission by sharing the information in Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And, and is it just um, a content flow from Consumer Report to Wikipedia, or do you do you do think more things like connections to other Wikipedians or events or some? Yeah, so I I add a certain amount of content to Wikipedia, and I also work with, I'm living in New York. There's Wiki NYC, Wiki New York City, a Wikimedia chapter for the region, and I provide Wikipedia training to them. So they have about 100 in-person events in a given year. These are trainings, presentations. Almost all of them include some Wikipedia editing. And... Through this this Wikipedia chapter, I've done outreach to universities in the area. So if I ever find or hear of a university class that's aligned with Consumer Reports, and generally any kind of class that is teaching something related to healthcare, I've been to a lot of medical schools, worked with a lot of medical students, also students in, in public health. If these students and classes are willing to share information on Wikipedia in fields of health, then I've gone to them provided Wikipedia training, encourage them to edit Wikipedia, and then tracked what they've done. And I, I report what they do back to the teacher of the class and to the Wikipedia chapter and then to Consumer Reports and to anyone else who wants to know about how how can you share information on Wikipedia. Sounds fantastic. Uh, uh, great. <laughs> this is more than I expected when I asked this question. <laughs> um so what else do you do this uh, do you have connections to other groups i know this uh, is, is there a, uh, the wiki project mate ah, right that was by wiki project mate what is it wiki project med so there's an organization called the wikimedia foundation and uh originally this this organization they wanted to to call it Wikimedia Medicine. There's some trademark issues there. And also in the United States, you can't say the word medicine in an organization 
unless you have a sufficient number of, of physicians. There's, there's some kind of restriction. Anyway, the, the point of the organization is it's uh, Wikipedia sharing information about medicine col- collectively as a group. So this is a, a group of Wikipedians who are interested in sharing whatever medical content they can collect on Wikipedia and teaching other people to do the same. So I, I collaborate with this group. So Wiki Project Med is a Wikipedia medicine group. So the, so the members of this group are um, medical trained people or just people who are interested in, in medicine topics? It's both. In English Wikipedia, there's community forums where people meet to discuss particular topics. Some of the more popular ones are films, video games, cricket, uh, the British legacy, and medicine's very popular, military history, that's another popular one. So this group started as people who would convene in these discussion forums on Wikipedia to discuss how to best edit Wikipedia articles on medicine or how to resolve conflicts or controversies that, that might arise. And it happened over time that various organizations, perhaps medical schools, uh, medical journals, other expert institutions, research institutions, consumer reports, wanted to share medical information on Wikipedia. And they, uh, this organization convened so that they could develop consensus and best practice about how to relate to these institutions if there's an offer for collaboration. It... As time passed, they registered as a nonprofit organization, or we registered as a nonprofit organization. And the the organization doesn't have any budget. It's it's never had any money after sev- several years of existence. Mm-hmm. But it does provide forums, such as at Wikimania, where people meet and discuss medicine and try to assist other organizations and individuals as well, mostly individuals. In contributing whatever whatever they have to share to Wikipedia's medical content in all languages. Um, uh, while you talked, I uh, um, in parallel scrolled through the project um, page on on MetaWiki, hmm. and there are some offline apps with um, medical content, with healthcare content, yes. and translation yes. task force, uh, Wikipedia journal collaboration. That sounds very a lot of work to do. And do you know how many people are involved in this? Yeah, I would say there's, I'm one of maybe 15 or 20 core people Mm -hmm. who follow everything that the organization does. And perhaps there's uh, 250 people who will participate in organizational business in a given year. And... I would say that there's maybe as many as um, five or 700 people who who acknowledge the existence of the organization in some way. They've sent a letter or they've sought advice or used it to orient them to training. Uh, most of the, the, the front face of Wikipedia is is not any particular organization. It's always the, the community of volunteer editors who don't have any affiliation who you would interact with on English Wikipedia or German Wikipedia or any other space. You don't need an organization or permission to engage with Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. But for those groups that have some kind of special need, like you, like the translation project that you mentioned, uh, we, we, we found an organization, it's called Translators Without Borders, and they said that they, if we give them 
good medical content in one language through their own volunteer network that's nothing to do with Wikipedia, they could translate that information into other languages. Mm-hmm. However, as you you must know, it's technically difficult to edit Wikipedia. The software is 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 cumbersome as compared to commercial better commercial websites that are much better funded. And so there's a, a large learning curve before someone can edit Wikipedia. So these translators, they agree to translate the text and keep the citations formatted properly, but they don't agree to learn the Wikipedia interface. So Wikiproject Med facilitates if this organization will provide the text translations, then they'll connect them to Wikipedia volunteers who will integrate those into the appropriate language Wikipedia. And okay. again, this is a peer-to-peer effort. There's no money exchanged in this, but it, it does take a, a community and a consensus to, to organize this and make it happen. Okay. And do you know why they uh, said no to the uh, Wikipedia Uh, editing tools sure it it's uh there's a lot of people who don't like the look of wikipedia's markup or they can't navigate the website or they just have trouble coming on board to wikipedia it takes if you show someone who's never used facebook facebook then they'll find their way usually in a, in about five minutes they'll start posting and somehow they'll see their friends, and they can send messages back and forth. Twitter's a little more complicated. A lot of people don't become comfortable with Twitter until they've given it uh, 30 minutes or an hour's thought. It's been my experience that there's a lot of people who aren't comfortable with Wikipedia until they've engaged with it for maybe 40 hours. Wikipedia is much different from the other publishing websites in which someone can engage And although, for example, in New York, we have all these editing events where experienced Wikipedians will meet newcomers in person and guide them through editing Wikipedia, we can't reliably expect that online, that if we send someone who perhaps is, is comfortable translating English to Hindi, that they also are comfortable navigating Hindi Wikipedia and getting all the support they need in that language to be able to post the content. And it's been just much easier for us to request the text and post it ourselves. Of course, we'd like them on Wikipedia, but technologically, I don't think Wikipedia is, is, is there yet. It's it's still a barrier to contribute. So to summarize, Wiki Markup is bad for health. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> That's a great way to say it. It's, it's, I'm not going to say it's the best we have. I'm, I'm never going to criticize Wiki Markup. There's, there's challenges with it, but goodness, I mean, it, it's wonderful, but it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I, I love it. For me, is it quite easy? Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people that say, Sebastian, you are wrong. Mm-hmm. It's hard. <laughs> okay. Um, next topic: Wikimedia, Wikimedia LGBT plus. Sure. Tell me about Wikimedia LGBT+. It's the first time that I hear, hear about it. Well, it's, it's very similar to the medicine group. So just in the same way that people who are interested in editing topics on health convened and established a group that could uh, organize discussion to, 
tackle tough issues in in LGBT in the LGBT space. The Wiki Project, or excuse me, Wikimedia LGBT, Wiki LGBT, they convened to advocate for that space, and I've, I've been a member of that. Some of the projects that th there were certain problems that the group was established to address. One of the problems was that it there's um, so I'll share a couple. There's a system on Wikipedia by means of which people can l label themselves in different ways. Some people might say, I like medicine, and they put a, some kind of tag to say either I'm a member of the medicine group or I edit medicine articles. There's ways to indicate this on your user profile in Wikimedia projects. Some people say they like literature, they do math. Some people might say I live in Germany or the United States or any of the other things that people would do to identify themselves or any of the categories or labels that people had for themselves. And on English Wikipedia, just a few years ago, I think this was in 20, 2013, before 2013, there had been multiple votes about whether it's okay for someone to say that they're a, a gay Wikipedian or a lesbian Wikipedian. And repeatedly, the Wikipedia community had said, no, there's no need to identify your sexuality that's unrelated to Wikipedia editing. And it's not a it's not a cultural identity in the same way that Christian or German or uh, football fan or these these other things were. Uh, so after several votes, uh, enough people get gathered together informally to say, actually, th there's a cultural identity. There's such a thing as LGBT culture, and some people like to identify themselves in this way. And if they want to, then Wikipedia should allow it. And after that vote happened, there was still some some grumbling. Some people said, oh, this is the end of Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, this is the, the, the part where it starts going downhill. It'll never, never be as good as it was in the old days. But some of us started talking about what other kinds of issues might you face if you do something related to LGBT on Wikipedia. Uh, the other issue that we we convened to, to talk about was if you edit articles, if, if a person, anyone, edits articles on LGBT topics on Wikipedia, we came to believe that you might be more likely to be targeted for harassment than otherwise. Like, for example, someone could see that you've edited an LGBT biography or an LGBT topic, and an anonymous person, not a regular Wikipedian, might come to Wikipedia, a new account, and they might post a threatening message on your page saying, uh, just some insult, you're gay, get off Wikipedia, or some such thing, some kind of slur, some kind of insult. And... Uh, we just wanted to exchange notes about how often this happens and what we should ever do if anyone encounters it. So on the project page, mm -hmm. the, the self-introduction is Wikimedia uh, uh, user group, thematic organization. The group promotes the development of content on Wikimedia project, which is an interest of the LGBT plus communities. And you are saying that there is more than this. This is also a solidarity Definitely. The, the, con the content's important. There's such a thing as a, a gay pride march, or some places call it Christopher Street March, or some kind of event, public event, where people parade to 
uh, once a year as an annual holiday to, to show LGBT pride. And one of the big content projects is we've asked people to always try to photograph these. That way we could show what is LGBT history by year. Like what is what did the gay pride marches look like in Germany year by year? And also for a given year, 2015, what did the gay pride marches look in different cities or countries? But in any kind of LGBT content, we support people in whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. So I know the project uh, Wiki, uh, nah, Wiki Woman in Red. Uh, what is, is the goal is to write more bi biographic articles about yes. women. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do in the LGBT context? Biographies are different uh, and they're difficult also. So if there's a person who's identifying themselves as LGBT or we have reliable sources to say they're LGBT, then we support them in, in the project. Some of the controversies are for historical figures. Supposing we know that a person, a historical figure had LGBT relationships, same-sex relationships. Do we label them as LGBT in the project? And some people say yes in some circumstances. Some people say, no, that's historical revision. Wikipedia shouldn't do it. So there's ongoing discussions about that. There's been some high-profile cases in the media about people who changed their gender presentation Bradley Manning, Chelsea Manning, and on English Wikipedia, I, I think the discussion for this, if you printed it out on paper, I, I think it would run for several hundred pages, perhaps, mm. I, I'm just guessing, three to three to 500 paper pages, a book of discussion about how Wikipedia should manage the pronouns for this public figure who's done a, done a gender transition. So the Wikipedia community of volunteers manages that. And again, you don't need an organization to oversee it. But sometimes it's difficult to convene an in-depth conversation. Wikipedia tends to be a, a series of posts and they you can't expect someone to follow through with the conversation. Maybe they're here one day and they're gone the next day. But when there's a, a tough conversation that needs to happen and you want to get consensus from a group of people, the Wiki LGBT plus group can convene that kind of discussion and help people find a consensus. Great. So now we have, we have introduced that project. Let's jump to the next one. <laughs> now something completely different. Um, the uh, Wikimedia New York group. Sure. Wiki, uh, Wiki New York City the name is the name. Yeah. Ha happy to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually, uh, I grew up in a, a small town in Texas. That's where I was born. I lived there for 18 years. And then I, I moved to another city called Seattle in a region that's called by people who live there, Cascadia. And nowadays, since I got this job at Consumer Reports, I moved to New York City. So I've seen seen different regions in, in my country and they have different needs for information. At New York, it, it's unusual in the Wikipedia community for a few reasons. One of the things that stands out is it's a Wikimedia chapter for a city, whereas in every place except the United States, Wikipedians are organized by country. 
in the United States, currently there's two Wikipedia chapters, with one of those being New York. And there's not national processes. The discussions happen at the at the local level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wikipedia New York, there's in 2015 and 2016 and here in 2017, about 100 meetups a year for e- each of those years. And I would say about 1,500 people in New York City edit Wikipedia at these Wiki NYC events. And in addition, Wiki NYC, they negotiate cultural partnerships with institutions in New York. That includes universities, museums, some research institutes, and my organization, Consumer Reports, a magazine, nonprofit magazine. So kind of unusual for a few reasons. It's it's a big city. It's got high event activity. There's not many cities in the world that would have, that would wa- even want to have a hundred events a year. Uh, and then, to to some extent, New York City s- speaks for the rest of the United States, just because we have so many people engaged in the chapter here. Uh, and that's because it's a city of of ten million. It's by far the biggest city in the United States. Yeah, some countries yeah. have less people. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and and uh, in New York, it's possible to advertise a Wikipedia event with just a very little advertising, and a lot of people show up. It's very easy to get success in Wikipedia outreach in in New York City, and there's no other city in the United States where where that can happen, and it's r- rare in the world. Hmm. Um. So you have meetups and other events with invited people, or what? Or what are you doing? There's a few things that we do. Something something else un- unusual about New York City is we have a lot of salons where we gather to talk about Wikipedia. When I hear about Wikipedia outreach, the contemporary culture of Wikipedia outreach throughout the world is usually to host an editing event or an edit-a-thon. And in an edit-a-thon, you'll have some room with computers and, and Wi-Fi or people bring their computers. You'll have a couple of Wikipedia trainers and the activity at the event is people are invited to come to the event to edit Wikipedia for perhaps two hours on a topic with a theme like uh, women in medicine or uh, plants and botany or monuments or any such theme that someone might select. Uh, so we we do that in, in New York as well. We do a lot of those, but we also have Wikipedia events where we talk about the culture of Wikipedia. Perhaps we review whatever controversies are happening on Wikipedia and try to explain them to non-Wikipedians to say, this is what we're discussing on Wikipedia. How should we resolve this? Earlier, I mentioned the Bradley Manning, Chelsea Manning pro- pronoun transition. That's the kind of topic that's of general interest to the public. It's being resolved on Wikipedia, but any people who aren't interested in Wikipedia particularly and aren't interested in LGBT plus topics particularly, they might have an opinion about this and something to say. So as a social event, we have these Wikipedia events where we host conversations and try to make non-Wikipedia editors more aware of the decisions that Wikipedia is making and the amount of thought that Wikipedians put into the process. 
it's a lot of fun for everybody. And many people leave the meetings feeling that Wikipedia is more complicated and more thorough than they ever imagined before. <laughs> this is what I often hear. Um, um, uh, one question. Um, these meetings, is this uh, white male people or I've been to New York a couple of times and it's very international and very people from all over the world but um, in uh, Berlin or in, uh, in Germany uh, if I go to a meeting there are always white male people hmm. I, I would say that New York is it must be the most diverse Wikipedia chapter in the world part of that is is a, a conscious effort in New York and part of that is because Every single culture is represented in New York City. They all, every culture has their own neighborhood. You could be an anthropologist, and if you're looking for some ancient forgotten language, there's probably some neighborhood where the people speak it in New York. So we have multiple languages. If, if we're editing Wikipedia, multiple language Wikipedias get edited at every event, and that's just a matter of course. I... I, Wikipedia, it has a, in general, it has a gender balance of something. Some people say uh, 90% male, 10% female, and, and other. Uh, I, I would say in New York, the split is probably something like 60% male, 40%. No. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, plus, we have various races r represented. Uh, We're not really tracking that so much. It's something that, that happened in New York, and it's still difficult to know what we should be tracking, how, how we should report it, and what's the most useful thing for different communities. We have su particularly supported a project called AfroCrowd in New York to reach out to people of African descent. And even that's been surprising. AfroCrowd, they've done really great work, but something that surprised me was that Uh, it's su successful. They've been successful, but part of the success is, let's see, uh, let me think about the terms here. So it's African-Americans, but they're reaching a lot of Afro-Caribbean people who are different from African-Americans. And that's also different from African immigrants or Americans who are descended from, recently descended from African immigrants. So there's so many different demographics. If you're in the United States, they just call you black. Like if you're, if you're any part African, you, you get called black, but there's so much more that can be said about these different cultures. And that's really coming into play with the kind of Wikipedia events that Afro crowd is able to organize. And we're, we're very proud of everything they're accomplishing. Uh, we have a, a very large uh, Turkish community in Berlin, but still no Wikipedia activity with them. That would very makes me very sad. But I don't know how to start this. It's it's a difficult challenge, uh, and I've I've got to say, e even though people in New York they're very engaged, there's something about the geography and culture of the city itself that makes Wikipedia attractive to people here. So we've definitely got a, a city advantage for the programs here. Okay. I will try and further and further. Um, a couple of minutes before, you said something that I didn't hear before, and now I'm reading about it. It's Cas Cascadia. Yeah. What is Cascadia? Cascadia is a cultural movement 
for the Pacific Northwest region of the United States. The United States is a, a huge country, and that's one of the reasons why there's no national Wikipedia chapter in the United States. Uh, I'm living in New York these days. I was born in the middle of the United States. I guess that's 1,500 miles, 2,500 kilometers away in Texas. And then another 1,500 miles or 2,500 kilometers is Seattle. So it's... And these are different cultures, you would say? We're all... I, I have no, no idea about it. For me, is USA is uh, one big thing. <laughs> I, th I, think, I think it's fine for anyone from outside the United States to call it one big thing. But people in the United States can tell the difference. It's definitely not as much distinction as, as you have between German, German regions or German states. Because these are all recent British colonists and the, that, that culture is pervasive throughout the United States. But there, there's some differences. In the life that I have here in New York in this city of 10 plus million, that's very different from where I grew up in Texas, where my hometown was 600 people. And when I lived in Seattle, that also was very different from New York because there's forests and uh, outdoors activities and clean rivers and clean air, uh, far farming, fresh food, a slower pace of life, a lot more drinking coffee in Seattle. Here in, in New York, when people buy coffee, they will walk into the coffee house, they get their coffee in a paper cup, and they drink it while they're walking down the street. And in Seattle, these kinds of things never happen. You go into a, a cozy coffee house and you drink your coffee while you're talking with friends. You don't play on your devices, or if you do, it's consciously chosen that you do. Perhaps you meet at coffee houses to to work on your computer. That's fine, but it's just a, a slower pace of life and less distracted as compared to, to life in a, a bigger city. The, so the entire region... The three big cities in the region, there's one called Portland in Oregon. There's one called Seattle in a state called Washington. And then in uh, Canada, the state of, uh, province of British Columbia, they've got a city called Vancouver. These three cities, they're very close to each other. It's easy to travel between them. And they share a lot of common culture. The the love of the forest, the the love of coffee, uh, some, some political views, uh, hobbies hiking and things and the entire region it, it calls itself cascadia after the cascade mountains which are nearby mm -hmm. so this regional identity and, and uh, why are you so involved with that why is that interesting for you i it's not that uh i particularly want to promote the regional identity. It's more that the regional identity already existed. And when we Wikipedians talked about organizing to address uh, challenges in the area, these, these three cities and the, the states around them, the region around them, there's already this culture in the area where they say, if you're doing activities in this area, you should call it the, the Cascadia area. That's not a political designation. This is a, a nickname, but it's a very popular name in the region. So there's Cascadia sports teams, Cascadia uh, mm. hiking clubs, Cascadia 
uh, tour tour groups, Cascadia beers and coffees, political discussions. So when the region is, is talking about itself, uh, where where I am right now in New York, or I guess North, not including New York, there's a a region called New England. It's mm-hmm. it's the the oldest part of the United States, and they have a regional identity. That's just the name for it. It's uh, so it's not an artificial construction. It happened. It happened that uh, people have this regional identity. Yeah, it's kind of a natural discussion, uh, nat- natural progression, because it relates to the boundaries of rivers and mountains and the forests. So, in on the coastline, if one were to go to the east, eventually from all of these cities, you, you go through some forest, you go through some mountains. Then the climate changes, and where the climate starts to change, it's a different kind of culture and different attitudes in the people. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to travel between these cities, but it's very hard to go even shorter distances if those distances are over mountains. And, it, yeah, to, I, I think that's... I always um, presume good faith, But um, are there some people saying we have to separate from from the U.S.? Yes, it happens. Uh, That's been a a, a part of my life. When I lived in Texas, Texas is very famously says that the United States has invaded it and it would very much like to be its own country again. I I think this is kind of an American custom that uh, when someone gets a little upset, maybe they say that they'd like to start a new country. Even it's happening right now in the current political regime. Uh, these these kind of things happen over and over again. It's not taken very seriously. Uh, I don't know what kind of economy you could have. I, I suppose based on coffee is what they want, and they don't even grow it. It's just a coffee roasting region. I, I, I suppose if, if it ever broke off, the houses of government would all be coffee houses. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So t- there are still no military groups um, um, looking at the borders. And no, uh, absolutely just... not. No, no more military groups than is common throughout the United States. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ooh, so many. <laughs> okay. But I but I have to shut up because uh, I've, I've been to San Diego before the Wikimania huh. uh, to uh, go to the shooting range. Good because for you. Because at, mil- yeah, at my mil- military service, mm-hmm. I shoot about yeah, 20 uh, shots mm-hmm. all the three years. And uh, now I could go to a shooting range and shoot uh, 80 times or so, 100 times. As much as you want. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, It is not not uh, not possible in, in Germany. Yeah. Just... Guns are very common here. You know, when you're you could have you could have bought whatever gun you wanted in San Diego. It's very easy. Any anywhere in the United States, big gun. My brother and he's from Texas and says I'm a, I'm from Texas when when he showed me his guns. <laughs> sure, my my family gave me guns when I was a young teenager. Hmm. Uh, my okay, high school, but... at my high school in Texas. There was a special parking lot where if you had a gun in your car and you needed to bring your gun to school, you you could. You just needed to park across the street in a special parking lot for the kids with guns. Okay. Hmm. And you need guns because of the wild animals? It's uh, 
I, I think all the wild like, animals have already been shot. People would very much I like see, to find new ones to shoot. Okay, I see here a photo of a Kamas pocket gopher, uh, native to your home region of Cascadia, described as morose and savage and one of the most vicious animals known for its size. Yeah, so you're, you're looking at a picture on my user page. I'm very, yeah. very fond of this animal. Mm -hmm. Grumpy gopher, I like it. Um, yeah, but finally, let's talk about one thing. Cascade Independence Movement? No, that's it. That's just all what I wanted to not do. Um, so I have, a, uh, one, I have two questions I always ask. What drives you to involve with Wikimedia projects? I, I mentioned several times that I grew up in Texas. And where, where I grew up, it was a poor community, relatively poor. So I was still... I've come to realize how privileged I was to be born in the United States, but relatively poor as compared to other parts of the United States. And I felt when I got a bit older, I came to feel that when I was younger, I didn't have sufficient access to a library. When I was young, I had to ride my bicycle a long way to, to the library, the nearest library. And also that library it wasn't a free library it was it was public but they charged for someone to have an annual library card and there were times in my youth when i wanted to check out books from the library and i couldn't afford the library card and that didn't mean i was upset but when i got older and looked back on this i came to realize there's a lot of people in the world who do have access to libraries and it's unfortunate that I was young and wanted to read and didn't have access to books because of that. And because of other similar issues where I've wanted access to information and I wasn't able to give it, get, get that access. That's made me want to contribute to Wikipedia. And I think if you asked other Wikipedia editors, they would tell you much the same thing. They, they want to promote access to information for some reason or another. Great. And now, not the other question is, if you become overnight the king of Wikipedia, what would be your first orders? My first orders would be to tap into the, the funding that's collected by the Wikimedia Foundation on behalf of the Wikimedia community and fund more community outreach seed efforts in big cities around the world. I started uh, a Wikipedia club in in Seattle I was, uh, with other people, and I feel like because of that club, a lot of people in that city have gotten Wikipedia training. And similarly, as I've engaged with the Wikipedia club in New York, I've seen that people come to these trainings and they have uh, it recruits editors. People start coming, they start contributing to Wikipedia, and they start caring about more information generally. I'm not talking about a lot of money. The kind of funding that I'd really like to have is that if there's groups of Wikipedians in any city in the world and perhaps they need to rent a space that has Wi-Fi or perhaps they need to rent a computer lab if the community, uh, the people that they want to do outreach to can't necessarily get access to a computer, I'd like them to have that computer lab. And I think every Wikipedia meeting needs to have coffee and cookies at it because if you can have some caffeine and you can have a little sugar that really helps you concentrate. It's not so expensive and it should be provided at every Wikipedia meeting. 
right now in the Wikipedia community, I think a lot of people want this to happen. These small grants to community groups where they have a Wikipedia trainer who is willing to volunteer the training time if only it was easy for them to get a space and perhaps if they had some snacks. I'd like to make the, the grants process and the Wikimedia movement much easier so that anytime someone's willing to train others to do Wikipedia, they have whatever funding they need to do that as a volunteer. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me um, today. Yeah, Elaine. So uh, it's uh, half past 8 p.m. in Berlin. What is the time at your place? 2.30 in the afternoon. So you have uh, can do a lot of things uh, for Wikipedia uh, till the evening. So, uh, yeah, go on. Thank, thank you very much for this talk. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.